Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Everybody, it's time to believe in the Big 12. If you're a Big 12 baller, this podcast is the place for you. Every week, we dive into the hot topics surrounding Big 12 football and even some basketball. Guest stars, former players, industry experts, conference shakeups, hoops hypotheticals, football fantasies, you name it, we have it. In the process, we'll look at marquee matchups, roster comparisons, coaching carousels, and analysis of big time moments. You will literally feel like you are etched into the fabric of the Big 12. From the creation of basketball to history repeating itself on the gridiron, our take on all things Big 12 will have you glued to the edge of your seat. So whether you've got a favorite Big 12 team or are just a fan of the conference, buckle up. It's going to be a wild ride. Welcome to the Believe in the Big 12 podcast, a proud member of the Believe Podcast Network. Okay. We are live with the inaugural episode of the Believe in the Big 12 podcast. And I hope your butts are glued to your seats, because mine is. No, seriously, I've been stuck here for hours. Good thing I like talking about the Big 12. Before we jump in, here's a recap of what we'll be discussing in the first ever episode of the Believe in the Big 12 podcast. And ironically enough, our very first episode will explore the impact of the new alliance between the Pac-12, Big 10, ACC on the Big 12. What does this mean for the future of the Big 12? Will there be more seismic activity across the NCAA? More conference realignment? The balance is certainly shifting, and it'll only shift more. Conferences like the Big 12 or the Big 8, in reality, will have to adapt. Admittedly, the Big 12 has been the one Power 5 conference on the outside looking in. So we'll cover how the Big 12 commissioner has responded to the alliance and we'll explore how storied programs like Kansas and Texas Tech will adapt to the shakeup. What are the coaches and players saying about it? If the Pac-12 expands, which teams will get whisked from the Big 12? If the remaining eight teams in the Big 12 stay together, however, the Big 12 has a fair shot at expanding in its own right. If it does, who will join the conference? The Big 12 is a conference with very rich tradition, and we are going to explore who will stay and who will go. Alright, let's jump into it. In future episodes, we'll have guests join to discuss the hot topics surrounding the Big 12, but I thought it was appropriate that your host, Max McAllister, kick this bad boy of a podcast off by himself. And let's start by addressing the elephant in the room. We don't know what the hell is going on with the Big 12. We, meaning the Big 12 commissioner, we, meaning the fans, We meaning the players and the coaches. So that makes it an incredibly precarious time for the Big 12. But at the same time, it makes this an incredibly exciting time for the Big 12. The Big 12 is at a juncture. It can try to replace Oklahoma and Texas once they formally leave the conference. 
or it can rely on heavyweights like Kansas, Baylor, and Texas Tech to carry the load. But personally, I believe they'll try to fill out the conference with other teams and retain the integrity of the Big 12. Otherwise, storied programs like Texas Tech and Kansas will be forced to play more out-of-conference games, and this could seriously impact their recruiting abilities, which have always been among the best in the nation. Budgets will likely be slashed, since the league's worth has been cut, especially for Texas Tech football and Kansas basketball, and some other programs that have incurred debt in the athletic department. This will probably happen for a year or two before the Big 12 can officially welcome more teams into the conference. Personally, if I were one of the remaining teams in the Big 12, I would have some major beef to squash with Oklahoma and Texas. They're putting the infrastructure of multiple at-large teams at risk. But, I will say, this opens the door for some awesome reunion rivalries, along with other opportunities for other positive change. Take Kansas and Missouri, for example. When Missouri left the Big 12, and then Missouri finally came back to Allen Fieldhouse to play the Jayhawks, the atmosphere was electric. So it could open the door for opportunities like that. It amplified the rivalry even more because it was suddenly so rare. The truth is, you have to be where you are. And the Big 12 has to face this new reality and make the most of it. Commissioner Bob Bowlesby seems to be taking that approach without hesitation. His official response on behalf of the whole Big 12 conference was, Although our eight members are disappointed with the decisions of these two institutions, Oklahoma and Texas, we recognize that intercollegiate athletics is experiencing rapid change and will most likely look much different in 2025 than it does currently. The Big 12 Conference will continue to support our member institutions' efforts to graduate student-athletes and compete for Big 12 and NCAA championships. That sounds like somebody who wants to move forward. Despite Texas and Oklahoma submitting formal requests to join the SEC shortly after leaving the Big 12, Bowlesby is preaching that we are unwavering in the belief that the Big 12 provides an outstanding platform for its members' athletic and academic success. While he does believe that ESPN and the SEC conspired to make this change happen, he says, we will face the challenges head on and have confidence that the Big 12 will continue to be a vibrant and successful entity in the near term and into the foreseeable future. But the universities aren't necessarily seeing the bigger picture like that. Each college has had its own unique reaction. Oklahoma State went so far as to say that the departure of Texas and Oklahoma is a clear breach of the Big 12 Conference bylaws and broke the decades-long bond of trust between our universities. Wow. That is a powerful quote, and I don't think it's wrong. OSU's president found it difficult to understand how an Oklahoma institution of higher education would follow Texas to the detriment of the state of Oklahoma. Nevertheless, he says, they are taking the tack of the Big 12 commissioner, Bob Bowlesby, and looking to the future because it's all they have. TCU, the Horned Frogs, took a similar approach by saying that they will simply look to the future and try to make the experience for their student-athletes the best it could possibly be. Texas Tech said they are disappointed, but that as a founding and trusted member of the Big 12, they will do everything in their power to strengthen their position and the position of the Big 12 in intercollegiate athletics. West Virginia University, WVU, had a similar mindset. 
having been a loyal member of the Big 12 for the last nine years. They are committed to helping the Big 12, the university, and their student-athletes, quote, climb higher. And I like that quote, climb higher. I mean, let's make lemonade out of lemons, right? I mean, let's climb higher. Way to go, WVU. And these reactions had a ripple effect throughout the Big 12. We saw many similar statements from the rest of the universities in the league. TCU even had the backing of an entire city when Fort Worth issued a joint statement on TCU's behalf, supporting the growth of the student-athletes in the Big 12, despite all of these changes. The Big 12 is at a crossroads, entering its 27th year, but this is where it can lean on its history, its tradition, because there is a lot of money on the line. Let's be real here. Industry sources, according to CBS Sports, say that the Big 12's media rights value has decreased at least 50% with the loss of Oklahoma and Texas. The Big 12 is in the ironic place of needing expansion candidates that it rejected five years ago. How do they counteract that? How do they remain the Big 12 and not turn into the small 12? The conference may look different now, but it has some of the richest history in the country. A conference like this with storied programs will find a way to adapt because blue blood programs like Kansas and scrappy teams like Iowa State and TCU are the exact type of teams that hold the athletic landscape of this country together. So who might join? Well, the Big 12 has already formed an expansion subgroup consisting of officials from Baylor, Iowa State, Kansas, and Texas Tech though any talks of adding schools are just preliminary at this point. But some of the names thrown out are BYU, Cincinnati, UCF, and Boise State. Those are some good names right there, and that could be something that fills out the Big 12 Conference nicely. That being said, there is one issue. Personally, while those are really the only teams that make the most sense, I think they'd have a very hard time adjusting to the level of competition in the Big 12. BYU, for example, is 10-20 and all-time against the remaining Big 12 teams on the gridiron. And ironically enough, they're 6-1 and against Texas and Oklahoma, the two teams that left. So I'm not sure how that makes sense, but that's awesome. And maybe that's a sign that maybe they could stick with the level of competition in the Big 12. But on paper, at least, it does not seem like they could. That said, there is a lot of benefit to exploring the addition of teams like UCF and BYU because they protect the Big 12 against lawsuits that are related to the loss of media rights that Texas and Oklahoma brought to the conference. So this could be a really big win for the Big 12, and they could build off the momentum of the 2016 recruitment efforts they made to expand the Big 12. It could restore the weight of the conference. Not that the tradition of the Big 12 would ever be overrun by something like this because it is simply too rich and too vital to this country's fabric that it would ever be overshadowed by the loss of simply two teams from the Big 12. So in summary, there's some Big 12 beef with Texas and Oklahoma. But the remaining teams are making the most of the situation, and the conference is trying to figure out alternatives. And they will, because like I said, 
the history of the Big 12 is simply too rich to be toppled. Despite the fact that it feels like it's the Big 12 against the world right now, Baylor Athletic Director Mac Rhodes summed it up best. I do think there's a pathway for the Big 12 to be vibrant. And we will continue to explore that in future episodes, especially as we get into college football season. So stay tuned for next week's episode of the Believe in the Big 12 podcast. And thank you so much for tuning in to the inaugural episode. All right, we'll see you then. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.